Welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. I'm Barry, and we're coming to you this evening from a sunny Beach Hill library, or as it's known these days, the Book Cycle here in uh, Beach Hill. Very nice it is too. We're in the studio, and I've got Gareth with me. How are you doing, Gareth? I'm good, thanks. Good stuff. And we've got Rob. Hello, Barry. You recovered from last night? Yeah, got, got on week one o'clock. Playoff bound. Playoff bound. Dan? Hi, Barry. How's it going? It's going very well, thank you. I like your shirt, by the way, that you're wearing this week. Who's yeah. that courtesy of? This is courtesy of the Art of Football. Ah. Yes, it is. Is that artoffootball.com? Dot com, yes, that's the one. Dot com. <laughs> Apparently they've conned the, uh, the, the legitimate owners of this photograph <laughs> and stuck it on this t-shirt without permission. Well, hey, I don't care, I'm just wearing it. It's things we do, isn't it, from time to time. Hiya, mate. Hiya. You alright, buddy? I am, yeah, you? No, not really. Why? Why? That t-shirt is crap. Well, what's up with it? It was like a kid's actually attacked it with a bloody ink pen. It's James Putt scoring a Manchester City. It's an actual hey, photograph. Hey, hey, yeah, well, therefore, why mess up a, a sacred photo? Look there, two balls uh, free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, it's your nipples piercing through. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I thought it was a mess. Hey, Paul. You all right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I'm now I'm in sunny Big Chill and not rainy M62. Yeah, yeah. It's low actually, it's not really chill. Well, I know. South Whitley. Driving through. I like to call it. Driving through <laughs> rivers on the way home. <laughs> well, that's where I live. I live in South I don't live in Beach Hill, me, Rob. I live in South Whitley. Yeah, it's definitely Gidlow. Is that Strong Springfield. Is that so yeah. you could have an SW postcode rather than a WN? <laughs> SW, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. We've had uh, two games about, uh, against sides in the bottom three this, this past few days. Uh, one went one way, the other went the other. Uh, quite surprising actually what happened. So quickly on to Blackpool, Gareth, have you got some stats for us? Yes, the stats for the game, we got Athletic versus Blackpool. Possession, Latics managed 64%, Blackpool 36. Attempts, 11 attempts to Latics, 7 to Blackpool. On target, we managed 2, so did Blackpool, they had 2. Fouls committed 11 by Wigan and 14 by Blackpool. Blackpool got one yellow card, no reds, and we know the score. We know the score indeed. Lineshire possession, didn't do too much with it. Only two attempts on target. Penalty saves, cracking save I thought. Yeah, big hand. As he dove for that ball, um, Jilks, I noticed his hand grew, and it was like an inflatable hand, yeah. going bigger and bigger and bigger. Like that television advert. Yeah. Was, it, was it like Kenny Everett diving to the left? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of them. Hallelujah! So, so we was all quite despondent after that, weren't we? Cussing and kicking, kicking cats out when we got home and what have you. Say playoffs, rotation, oh it's not going to happen, going to get caught. But of course, oh, Gareth, of course it does. we went to Birmingham last night and out of the two you might have thought if we was going to lose one of them, we'd, that might have been the one that was going to lose. But seeing as they haven't won at home in 18 games, I suppose really it worked out alright, didn't it? Yeah. Have you got some stats on that game? Birmingham versus Wigan Athletic. Possession, 44 to Birmingham, 56 to Wigan. Attempts, 9 to Birmingham and 9 to Latics. On target, 5 to Birmingham, just 2 to Wigan. Foes committed, 22 to Latics, 6. Birmingham got 1 yellow card, none to Latics, no reds. And we got the points to get us in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, Callum McManaman, 3 minutes. 
and then we scored again after about 15 and he got disallowed I don't know if anybody's seen that goal yes I saw that mm -hmm. yeah. from the camera angle on the replay it, it looks like nothing to me but obviously the ref's a lot closer so maybe down on the ground I don't know if, what you thought Rob no fail keepers no. come five yards out of his position tried to get something on it missed the ball took the place a foul on our play with anything yeah. Back heeled in the net, should have been 2 0. It was a pretty good finish as well, wasn't it? Ah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the referee, Andy Woolmer, um, <coughs> spent most of his career as a lino in the Premier League. Uh, I don't know if that's anything to do with it. Uh, not one for issuing cards. You've already commented, Rob, haven't you, about last night and, and some of the challenges you liked, though? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I like seeing a, f a free flowing game and that. He was given the free kicks, but not the punishment to fit the crime, if you will. McManaman got acting half and it was it wasn't one what was a little like fraction of a second late it was a lot late and it was I'm not saying he should have gone for it but it was as blatant booking you'll ever see really I don't know who's missed that did we get a free kick? we got a free kick but yes. no fail um, but yeah it weren't really a dirty game but there was definitely one or two unpunished challenges went on our you know, they didn't, didn't get the yellow cards they deserved. No. You'd have thought the ref would have been able to have the confidence to dish him out with the end of season looming, no bans. Yeah, I suppose, but he, he never did, though. Get his card count up for the FA. Yeah. Um, the other thing with last night I thought was quite interesting was team selection. Um, obviously, mm. Gary Corbold came back in, didn't he, which was yeah. a massive surprise to me personally. Um, but Scott Carson as well. Hmm. I have a question regarding Caldwell. When was the last time he started for us? Swans, 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 yeah. This time last season. It was uh, 4th of May. No, it wasn't 4th of May. It was a Tuesday the... Yeah, it was just before the FA Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. 11 minus 4. So it would have been the next... 7th. Tuesday the 7th of May it was. Mm -hmm. So it's just... Almost almost, a year then, yeah. isn't it? Can I say something about what you just said about Scott Carson? Because I wasn't surprised at all no, after the Blackpool game. Mm. Ali's a cracking keeper. Um, I don't want to overstate this, but he's kicking. He's bloody hard. He's the only footballer in the world who can't kick a ball. The number of times we've mentioned that around this table. You know, he's, he's kicking. His play's kicking. <coughs> I, can't, uh, I can't remember the last time he kicked out of hand. So evidently he's been told about it, that. It, it put the defenders under pressure though, into yeah. passing to him because yeah. he were yeah. It was like he hadn't looked if it was, you know, if it was being marked up on. There was no, the looks as though there was no confidence in that aspect yeah. of the game. Yeah. On, on so give him his due though. He's cracking at finding the left stand. Oh, yeah. No, belting job of finding the left stand. I'm telling you, if we can ever cut him, he'll get a cracking job as a, a fullback in uh, any rugby union team because yeah. that's what they do, isn't it? Yeah. Bumps it into the crowd. Yeah, but it's going out on the full, isn't it? <laughs> Well, it, it looks funny though when uh, we're going back to the days of the third division teams when um, you see all the players going over to one touchline when there's a goal kick being taken. Whenever yeah. Abs is kicking, I think, right, it's going over there, and so we'll all just kind of. You know, it's like watching kids in the schoolyard. They all go over to one side of the pitch, and then they come back in the middle, and then they go over to the other side when he's kicking it to the other one. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, what was um, sort of interesting for me though, I didn't know last night, so you may not be able to. Uh, clarify this, but on the radio, I listened to it on Wish FM, and the commentator was saying that they come to understand Carson's kicking because he's just booting it longer every time and it was going out to play, going for, a, for 
for the ball kick. It did, well, it did once or twice, but it was over it. It, it was an heavily watered surface. So I think yeah, he did over it one or two, but other than that, there was nothing great. I think he's picked him as well, because we knew he was probably going to come under a lot of pressure later on from Birmingham. And like I say, it's, Ali Abdi does put us under pressure sometimes when you're kicking it. It's good for get the ball up the field sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. So I think his selection was more than justified, really. I, I go, and, and I know... Barry mentioned it that it was one of the things that cropped up after the Blackpool game um, and that's rotation because he, he's, he's not had a cup keeper and a league keeper he's basically they've both had, had a go here the one who you've got to put your hands up and feel a bit sorry for is Lee Nichols because he didn't do much yeah. wrong when he had a shout and you're he's, up a league keeper he's, he's not even got his feet in the door since Rosler turned up and he, he was he was he was the combination of a pair of them when he when he was playing. So yeah, I I, I understand. I mean, I, I I've got to give credit because there's been rotation right across the squad. I think in general it's worked because we've got in the playoffs. That was the objective. You can argue the form at the moment isn't the greatest, but we've got there. Apart from the lads that have got broken bones, which you can do absolutely nothing about in challenges, we've got there with a full squad. Mm. They're, they're all ready. They've all had a bit of game time. You know, who, who do you want to pitch in? You know, three games left. Pick your best eleven. Go. Four games, if you count, if you put us through, or four games if you count the one on Saturday that don't count. Right. Let's get excited. <laughs> let's get excited. Then we're talking playoffs. So we've we've got seventy three points now. We sat on seventy three points after last night's game. We cannot be caught. We cannot be caught by Brighton who are in seventh. So we're nailed on, guaranteed a playoff spot. Now Reading, if the, Reading win on Saturday and we lose, Reading can overtake us and we can drop down to sixth. If we get a point, we're going to finish fifth. Now the significance of that is if we finish fifth, we'll play QPR home and away in the semi-final, and if we finish sixth, we'll play Derby County home and away in the semi-final. Obviously both ties will see us playing at home first. Who who do we want? Who would we prefer to see, Gareth? Who would you prefer us to out of those? Well, from a selfish point of view, having bought Blackburn tickets, I'm hoping for at least a point at Blackburn. So it's in our own destiny, though. So that's what I want. I want QPR because that will, you know, that. right. Well, I'm going to come to Rob now because I know Rob's going to blow me out of the water here. Um, if you look at the stats of, of, of the teams that we could be facing, uh, QPR have only won two of the last six, and they've uh, lost three of those, so they're in a pretty poor run of form. Uh, they've scored nine goals in those six games, but conceded <coughs> nine as well. On the other hand, Derby County have won five. They've got five victories, and they've been scoring goals for funded 14, 14 goals scored, and only conceded six. But by the same token, we've played QPR twice this season and not scored against them, which sort of worries me because they're a very tight team and we've not performed too well against them tight teams. But it's the form going into the play. Everybody talks about the form. I know Paul's talked about it before mm. and said, don't worry, we'll have the form. And Mick said, you need, to, you need to get that form going and Dan said it as well. But you've got something to show it a little bit different, have you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm only going to refer back to last season. I could have gone into different cases as well, 
but I didn't have the time to do the research. Crystal Palace last season when they got into the playoffs had won one game in the last ten league games which was against already relegated Peterborough on the last game of the season. <coughs> now if you go back you can go you can also twist that to I think they've won seven out of twenty eight in the last twenty eight games. So that form is almost relegate well it's relegation form. So they was going into the playoffs uh, in dreadful form, low on confidence, and a squad in discontent. So got into the playoffs, and then like I said, that just proves anything can happen they not, in these playoffs. Did they not qualify for the playoffs really early though? No, they they didn't. What they did. They, they stayed in the playoffs yeah, all they, the time. They were in and they were just ticking over. And they were top at league for a bit, weren't they? Because I, I think that's, I think once they, once you drop out the top two in their case, and I think we've been pretty much nailed on to be in the playoffs for quite a while. And I just I just think no matter how much you try and tell the players and coach the players, this game's really important. We need three points today. It, it's we've been able. To amble along to a playoff spot. Now, you could argue that really we should have pushed for fourth, and we could have got fourth, maybe even third. Um, but it it was quite clear. I, I know I said it, and I know Uve said it, and, that, and that's you know that cheered me up because I thought, oh, I've got something right then. Um, it makes the difference where you are in that four. I think you've got to look at who's in that four. We play Q, We went to QPR. We were the better team. We were unlucky to lose. Derby. We went. Did we win a derby away? Yeah, one yeah. Down, yeah. We got beat here. By um, it was one of the worst games we've played all season. So we know we've got enough to beat them. Reading, we've just pasted. To be quite honest, it doesn't matter who we get. We've got enough about us if we really want to do it to go in and win the game and get through and get promoted again. I, I can't see a problem. To me, not, these are not league fixtures. Yeah, these are not league fixtures. That's these it. are cup finals, mm -hmm. and it's the chance for each and every single player to um, find, you know, get get the names in folklore with that club, whatever. You, you um, it's it's high impact stuff. This. this is totally, totally different. You should not need to raise um, the motivation levels once you get into the playoffs. Yeah. But you, but you look at these fixtures here, and, and you know we've got the, the form guides of, of, of Derby and QPR as, as a, our two potential opponents. Realistically, they're not league fixtures. They're a bit more than friendlies for those teams because they've been in the playoffs for weeks. Yeah. And, and so that's not that big of a guide. The one that's a real guide was the game against Reading, where if we'd have won, we got we looked comfortable again. If we'd have lost, we'd have looked in real trouble, and we went out there and absolutely pasted them. And, and that to me is the game that says we've got enough and the fact that we've got players that have been rotated in and out means we've got players with enough in the tank in the legs and the minds to yeah. go at it last two games and just to go back uh, sorry last two ties jobs are good huh? just to go back to what Mick said about it being the, them being cup games we're a really really good cup team so I expect us to come through it when was the last time we lost over 90 minutes in the FA Cup Oh, years ago. Swindon. Years ago. Oh, Arsenal. Oh, right, yeah. We didn't win at least. You think the only, the only teams that have beaten us in cup matches in the last two years 
have all been teams that have either won the cup or made it to the final. Because we all we all went mad when we got beat by Bradford City and they made it to the Carling Cup final. Yeah, Man City and League Cup. Yeah, Man City and League Cup and Arsenal in the thing, they're in the final. So mm -hmm. you know the cup pedigree over the last two years is second to none. Well the the gaffer himself has said tonight, hasn't he, in last night's interview that he, he says he's proud of the way the players have played this is because it, it shows you can actually have a good cup run and a good um, make a great attempt in the mm. league as well and when you think about it the, the prize is to be top of the pile in it and win that championship trophy the second like runners up you're not winners are you so the, so the thing is is to settle for one of the one of the next four so from uh, third down to six because then you've got a chance to go at Wembley You've got a chance of actually winning something, which for me really is, is, is not. I'd rather have <laughs> finished second. <laughs> well, well, yeah. But if you can pick and choose, you wouldn't. If you knew no, you're you going to go to Wembley and win, you would go to Wembley and win. Because it's weird, isn't it? It's a weird scenario. This. The thing is, though, is, and I, I do honestly think that looking towards next week and the playoffs, I think nothing. We're going to we're going to do nothing this weekend. If I was the gaffer as well, I'd say, right, that's dead. No, no, I think, I, I think you, the other side of that is you're playing with absolute freedom. The, the, if we lose on Saturday, big deal. So if if we're going win by four or five, big deal. I'll just James McLean and uh, Nick Powell will be starting on Saturday. Why Possibly. do you ask that, Barry? Mm. Is there a particular reason? Well, there might be, but I'm not going to say it <laughs> on a podcast. Right, so we've we've got the playoffs to look forward to. Anybody else going to Blackburn on Saturday? Yes. Yes. For the price, principal price of twenty-five pounds. Twenty-five pounds. Is that what it is? It should be a, an open and entertaining game of football, I've no doubt. With those uh, the horrible Blackburn fans. It's going to be end of season rubbish, Barry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it is. Uh, Blackburn have met nineteen times in all competitions. Most of those have come in the Premier League. Lassix have five wins. Blackburn 11, and there's been three draws between the clubs. Um, <laughs> some, some, uh, some stuff written down from last week, <laughs> which is wrong, but this season, Blackburn 8th uh, on 67 points. They've got a, a really massive outside chance of making the playoffs. I think they have to beat us by seven goals and hope that both Brighton and Reading lose. It's not going to happen. Uh, what's, what's this word you've used to describe Blackburn, Barry? That's from last week, from the Blackpool on that. Is it a verb, or is it a noun? It should be preceded by chicken. Leading scorer Jordan Rhodes on 24 goals, and have we got any stats on Gareth on the current form? I have. I've got the last six, but I've also got the fact that they haven't lost since the 12th of March, Blackburn. Which is played they played eleven, won six and drawn six. So they're on a good run at the moment, you know. Um the last six. Right. Blackburn two, Ipswich nil. <coughs> Blackburn two, QPR nil. Sheffield Wednesday three, Blackburn three. Blackburn nil, Yeovil nil. Birmingham two, Blackburn four, and Charlton one, Blackburn three. Some impressive results there, really, mm, isn't they? Yeah. Four and draw two. So they've come to just a little bit too late, haven't they, for this season? Uh, good to finish the season on good form because it's, it's a nice little uh, indicator for next time out, isn't it? Well, you'd think that, like, that. Same happened last season, though. They finished season strong, just missed out on playoffs, and they started season rubbish. 
So I don't. It can do, can't it? Sometimes, yeah. but it, it didn't work from last time. So fingers crossed, um, again next season. <laughs> Right. Well, hopefully we're not in the same league as them. Oh, well, just anywhere. Yeah. We're not in the same league as them anyway, are we? No, no, in the same right. division. We're yeah. not in the same division. Yeah, you're right. Referee uh, Roger East from Wiltshire is in charge on Saturday. He was last in charge of us when we played MK Dons in the FA Cup down here. We drew three apiece. He's a Premier League ref now, so he's moved up. But he does still do quite a few Championship games. This season is 27 games, 89 yellows and two reds. So not a bad season from him really, he's not been flashed. And his two reds have come quite recently as well. He's been sent off twice. He's issued two reds, Paul. Oh, did did oh. he issue shed load of bloody um, cards out in that game we played against MK Donzo? No. Right, so why do we think Saturday's going to go? Gareth, close past 12 kick-off, don't forget. Dinner time, you can get your lunch. Are you going to get a pint at half-time or have something to eat before you go in? something to eat before I go in I think yeah. how do I think it's going to go well as you say I mean realistically we, we couldn't go on coast along because we've nothing, we need a point to guarantee our place don't we uh, and I've lost no no oh you mean fit sorry yeah, it yeah, depends yeah. If, if you want to try and face Derby rather than QPR you could do to lose 1-0 I don't really win it's about us though isn't it yeah. for me it's about Wigan Athletic. It depends which Wigan Athletic turn up. Is it the Wigan Athletic that battered Reading 3-0 and played well against Leicester and won 4-1 at Nottingham Forest? Or is it the one that played last Saturday? <coughs> Certainly in the second half, because I thought we were awful. So, we, you know, from, from the sublime to the ridiculous, there, the, there are other performances, Doncaster away, Burnley away, and Millwall at all. It's, you know, it's pretty poor fur at times, yet... We can be excellent at times, you know, so it depends on us. A little bit inconsistent, don't we? Yeah. Due to rotation. No. <laughs> Sorry, I just threw <laughs> a bit of bait on the water there. I got a bite straight away. Mm -hmm. Bit of life, as you remember, right? We will be absolutely hopeless as part of the master plan to lull either QPR or Derby into a false sense of security. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. So, how do you see the game going? Gareth, have you got a prediction for us? Well, like I said, at least a point would do us for our fifth place, wouldn't it? Yeah. I'd, I'd love us to get at least a point. I'd love us to win 2-0. 2-0. Yeah. Rob, what do you think about Saturday, first of all? Last time we was there, last game of the season, we were relegated on, didn't we? We did. That we was did a fan there at the office. It wasn't fine. Who scored, who scored I that there? It was Alcaraz, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Alcaraz, yeah. I remember walking back up that hill. Or back up that stream as it was. It was hammering night. down that now. Yeah. Uh, Yakubu and Alapsi were chasing the chicken round. No, the uh, that, that was that was entertainment. <laughs> yeah, this Saturday, I think we're already in the playoffs. I don't think there's nothing at stake from that point of view. I'd be wondering whether we're already preparing for the playoffs. Um, I know we can't prepare for it. Sort of, we don't know which team we're playing yet, but. I think we can do other things, what, like maybe working on penalties, other things like that. I, d I, don't, I don't think we'll bother preparing for this Blackburn game. It's going to be an end of season shocker, and I can see it being nil nil. Nil nil. But I'll take it. Cement's right. mm. fifth player, so. How do you see the game going down? Do you think we'll put a strong team out? Think we'll rotate? Yes, I think we'll rotate. Some of the French players coming in, getting a run out. Yeah, a lot of wrestling going on. Carson may play again. And I think it's going to be a dull game, to be honest with you. I think we'll get the point, though, that will secure us in the fifth place. Yeah. And 1-1. One, one. 
One one. Can you see McEachern and Collison uh, going around all night? Yes. Yes, that's a good answer. Mick, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a funny one, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a very funny one. It all depends what the gaffer's intentions are. If he wants to give all these young fringe players a go, I think we're going to get stuffed. To be honest with you, uh, because I think what they're going to be doing is they're going to be looking at. Um, Possibly the, the fringe players, this is their last opportunity to play a game this season because they'll stick with the, uh, the regular tried and trusted lads in the uh, playoffs and I think there's going to be a lot of individual uh, performances rather than a good team performance. Um, and so depending, again, what the lineup is going to be, I don't think we're going to win. And that's, I think that's the first time I've said that and all the time I've been sat around this table. All right. Well, do you think we'll lose then? Is that what you're saying? I'll draw. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be defeated, so I'm going to say a draw. Paul, what do you think? Six, six, six <laughs> apiece. Yeah, I've got. I've actually written that down, Mick. So, do you think they'll rotate? I do. I, I, I think some of the guys that will benefit from a rest will get a rest. See MacArthur and Boise being left out this weekend. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the only game. It's the first game where you could. I mean, you could argue the last couple of weeks that maybe the Blackpool game and and, and particularly the Birmingham game. You sort of like there's still chances on the table to have qualified for the playoffs. So it, it, it's not really sort of desperate to play your best eleven or, or desperate to use players that you would you would like to use for the football and abilities, but prefer not to, so that you can give them a bit of a rest. This game, there's absolutely nothing riding on it whatsoever. So, I think you'll, you know, you'll see players that you've never even heard of, probably. Who do you like? I don't know. You've never heard of them. Matt even throw that Garcia character in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll yeah. see, you'll see players. Alderson. Alderson. Yeah. Never heard of him. Coming out of obscurity. Never seen it. I've never seen him. Patrick Antelomore. Yeah. As well, the young Australian lad. Oh, the striker. Yeah, he might get a game. Don't say. I think the team leader is going to get a game. Yeah. Well, I, I think is it. I, I mean, the the thing is, we've got so, we've had such a big squad and you such a big squad that you're going to see players that you've not seen for a bit, mm. rather than ones that you've never heard of, which you would in a smaller squad. I think if, if I, I think if I was a fringe player and one of the boot room staff or somebody else got got uh, a shirt in front of me, I'd be kicking on the uh, manager's door, mm. saying, "Come on, at least give us a bloody show." You know, well, that, well, that's. Attitude testing, isn't it? It is, and all if they're not all doing that, you know, you don't want them. And we we don't know what's been going on in the training part because all, uh, things like that might have already been said and already been done. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'd like to think that we have actually got fringe players who are constantly badgering the gaffer and saying, "Look, at least bench me, give us a chance from the bench, just give me twenty minutes or whatever." Any good pro is doing that because any good pro wants to play, and they want to play every single game. So even the regular lads. Even the lads who, we would say, let's say for instance the lads who started against Arsenal in that semi-final, they'd be wanting to play on Saturday. Because if not, why, why, why be a pro footballer if you're not actually doing what you're supposed to be doing? And it's that thing what makes a pro footballer a pro footballer, isn't it? That desire to play and win every week. So it's, this definitely for me is the gaffer's call on whether he says, right lads, this is what I'm doing, shut up. Let me get on with getting this team prepared for a 6 6 draw. <laughs> Paul, which way do you see the game going then? With, uh, I see it being two apiece. Two apiece. 
Yeah, yeah. A, bit, a bit of sloppy defending and a couple of good goals and numerous other chances that go to pot. Although looking at Gareth's stats, we've only created two on target shots a game for the last two games. Mm-hmm. Didn't the last game of last season finish two on? Yeah, Villa. Yeah. No, 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 I think uh, he'll make a few changes as well, and uh, I think we'll lose. I think we're going to lose two one because I don't think he's, he'll be bothered. He's not bothered. Will we finish? No. Um, we'll probably still end up facing QPR because like Rob said earlier I can't see Reading beating Burnley I really can't see that happening Reading are poor see Brighton sneaking in can't you yeah well yeah he can so 2-1 for me whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that we've going to rotate or not I don't know and I don't really care I think it's important to rest the key players, like to Boyce, who's and McArthur played every yeah. game this season. Yeah. Rest them two, and then maybe have a look at playing time versus everyone else. Yeah. The ones he's played the most. It's like Rodney. Rest. Where's Rodney these days? I mean, is he injured or is he knocking around? I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but I know Brosley said they was having two days of recovery. So yeah. that tells you they're not. Eat, so that'll be what today and tomorrow. They're only going to have one training session before Birmingham. Mm. No, that'll be Friday, but and they're generally a short session as well, aren't they? Yeah. Friday, so yeah, yeah. it's not got to be much preparation for this match. I think he's just going to keep everyone. If you go get, to, get them, keep them fit, keep them ticking over in training if, next week. If you go into a game tired, you're more likely to be injured. So, like I say, two days off. It's trying to keep everybody fit through Saturday. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's that's that. It's a little bit of an insignificant game as far as we're concerned, isn't it? So, right before we well, finish tonight, should, should it? Because it's it's a Lancashire derby. Yeah. No, but yeah, it, I can't help. I I'll, I'll have that feeling. It's just. It's it, time, is there it? any point in it? You know what I mean. I know there's, there's we shouldn't we shouldn't be saying that because, like you said, it's black Blackburn yeah, away. But, but this fix, this fixture should have been a bank holiday fixture, shouldn't it? Christmas or Easter time. There's nothing riding on yeah. it. No. And you know, it's there's not a hope in hell it's going to be anything like the last time we went. I know it would have been it would have been good if we had yeah. something play for. Yeah. But then again, I'm glad the playoffs is wrapped up before <laughs> yeah, going there. Yeah. Right, talking of play. Playoffs. Before we finish, a couple of things mm-hmm. I want us to do. Um, I thought it'd be nice if we round the table tonight could nominate and choose a player of the season oh. between us as one from from the podcast crew. Um, I can tell you which way this is going now because I know my vote's going to match Gareth's. Right. Well, I haven't said anything, but Paul knows who I'm going to vote for. Well, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> why? So let's let's have some nominations then. So go on, Gareth, give us a nomination. Jordy Gold. And why? Why? Why is he player of the season in your eyes? Because he's our best and most creative player by a country mile. Right, Rob. Emerson Boyce. And why are you saying it, Boyce? He's been outstanding. Uh, been a real leader this season, and he's played more minutes than anyone ever in the history of football in one season <laughs> and I think it just shows the measure of the man look at his age you, you wouldn't think he was f- f- 34 I thought he was 96 sorry, well <laughs> I thought last season a couple of times he looked out of position or whatever and thought oh he's gone here but I think this season's shot that to pieces with the amount of games he's 
captained the club brilliantly. I think he's a real leader and a proper club legend. Dan, have you got a nomination? Yes, I have, Barry. Yeah. I'm going to pick for my nomination Leon Burnett. Leon Burnett. It's a fantastic signing by you know who. And especially in the earlier part of the season, and actually through up until about last month, it was a rock in the team. And I think that was only due to injuries that he's kind of faded away and been rotated a little bit. His hamstring went, didn't it, at Ipswich, and he's, yeah. he's not been back on the team. So actually, that so. was out of necessity, but the work he's done for us this season, and he's got a few goals for us as well. Mm. Ripped his shit, didn't it? Shirt. Tremendous. Yeah. yeah, shirt ripper. That might be a remembrance. Never forget that. Mick, have you got a nomination for us? I was going to say Grant Holt, but he's, he's out on loan, isn't he? <laughs> <coughs> I don't think you can argue with the three that's been suggested already. And I think it's going to be very, very close between um, Gomez and Boyce. And for me, I think I've got a uh, edge with uh, Lord Emerson. For the simple reason, he's done more pitch time. And he's not let us down at all. Now there's Jordi. Neither's Yod. In fact, Yod has done perhaps been more effective um, in creating opportunities up, up the front. But I think the commanding presence of Boyce on the field has helped Latics get where they are so far this season. And I want to kiss his bald head as well. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, have you got a. I've kind of already. Uh, already revealed my hand, but yeah. there, was, there was two other players that yeah, I, th I think. <laughs> they deserve a bit of a mention. Um, one I'm not going to name, um, principally because I can't, but whoever played the worst in Owen Coyle's last two games and helped get him fired and, and get Rosalind to start <laughs> that chain of events. Brilliant. Um, the other one who's definitely worth a mention is James MacArthur because he's worked tirelessly in that midfield you know, and he's had the touch of quality as well in there. Um, but as I said, as, as we open this, this part up, Jody Gomez, um, to add to what, what Gareth said about him, um, he's won us a few games in himself. You know, there are points on that table that you could directly attribute to Jody Gomez. Um, and I think particular, the bit that, uh, I mean, I, I would have said the pair of them, uh, him and James MacArthur, but the bit where he stood out for me was when Chris McCann got injured. The next couple of games after that, Jordi Gomez seemed to cover twice as much ground, covering up the gaps of Chris McCann, um, where McCann would have covered the ground. And the fact that it took three players from the Premiership to try and fill the boots of McCann with Gomez covering some of the work just shows you how, how much those three between them had absolutely nailed that midfield at that point. Mm -hmm. Oh, right, I'm in a difficult position here, aren't I? Um, I mean, look at Yardi Gomez, and I think, uh, like you say, he's he's been absolutely magnificent. His his creativity, uh, his goals so important, um, and I've always been a massive admirer of his skill. I really have. But for me, this season, um, the man who's been the most outstanding has been Emerson Boyce. And the thing we 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 Gomez, he's not played the full season, has it? Because. Coyle didn't utilise him to the same extent that. Well, there's, a, there's that. another thing there. Just before Coyle went, he hung him out to dry, didn't it? And despite fans mm. getting on his back because of those games, he still yeah. came back and. He did, he did. I, I don't disagree with that. And he is he's a very, very big player for us, no doubt. 
But due to his age, what he's been through this season, the fact that he's been there for nearly every single game, just for the fact that he's Mr Wigan Athletic, um, I, I say Emerson Boyce, and I go along with that 100%. So, with that in mind, the Progress of the Unity podcast player of the season for 2013-14 is... Grant out. <laughs> 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 Drum roll. Drum roll. Count, can't we? Emerson Boyce. Go on, Boyce! Go on, Boyce! Boyce! There'll be people on a bus or a train just absolutely. Get themselves. You can't, I, I mean, much as a game of vote elsewhere, I wouldn't argue with that at all. Yeah. Yes, I agree. It's yeah. a game of both opinions. We're all it is. Done, isn't it? It's very hard to split them, to be honest with you. It's very difficult. And all three, Leon Barnes up until his injury, Dan, you, you spot on. Yeah, well, I would have, if you would have asked me in, in well, January, six weeks ago, yeah, I probably yeah. would have gone burn it. Yeah, man, Moynton, he's been for us. I mean, you can have oh, yeah. you can have more names to that, James Perch. Yeah, James Perch, unsung hero. Yeah. Is he the next boyster? I think he's made one mistake all season, Perch. Yeah. The shirt you wearing right now pictures him. Yeah, I've got uh, and Gomez. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I mean, there's others that have had patches, but I mean, yeah. Those, 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 I mean, like I said, you, you Boise, Gomez, MacArthur, and Perch have been McCann. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah, I, I mean, it's hard. It, it, it's hard to pick a player for player of the season that's missed a chunk of the season. Well, you can't. I mean, and he didn't start quickly, but at the point oh. where he was injured, he was spot on. Yeah. Right, so that's that done. Now, last week I set you off some homework and asked you to go and uh, come back with your best ever Latix 11. Oh. Now, I, I've revisited this quite a few times and I've changed mine and changed it and changed it. Um, I've got rid of Roberto Martinez, although I was, I was voting with me, not me, Ed, so he's not in mine. But uh, our best 11, so who've, who've we got? Who've we got? Oh, in the best. I forgot to do my own work, so in the best traditions, I scribbled a few names down just before we uh, we started. Well, yeah, me too. I've just finished mine, actually. Mm. I've been mm. writing it as the podcast has progressed. <clears throat> Not really, teacher. I wrote it at all. <laughs> um, I, I've I've scribbled down names that I've yeah, actually no, seen play fun. live, and with only having had a season ticket for five years, that limits me slightly. But. And I've not got a full team, but I started off with Ali Alabzi, Emerson Boyce, Maino Figueroa, Jody Gomez, James McCarthy, Charles and Zogbia, Sean Maloney, and Hugo Rodriguez. Oh, Rodders. Mm. Right, that's the, the ones that stood out that's over the time I've been watching the, right. the Latics. That's, that's quite interesting. Like I say, isn't yeah. that, that long? Gareth, have you, have you got the yours? I've got in goal, it was close, but I've got Ali Alabzi, uh, cracking keeper, although his kicking's awful, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, right back, I've got Melchior, who I think was a bit of class for us, I really do. Centre-backs, I've got Antolin Alcaraz, and as I said last week, Arian Dezou, who I'd make captain, because I thought he was terrific, Arian Dezou. Bainsey left-back goes without saying, although there are a few other candidates. Midfield, on the right, I'd have Charles and Zogbia. In the centre, defensively, McCarthy. McCulloch on the left, 
and my friend Jordi Gomez just behind the strikers. The two strikers, the two up front, I'd go with Jason Roberts and Emil Esky. You're not too dissimilar from either, Gareth, but <clears throat> slightly. Hang wrong. on. Two, three. You're playing five up front there. Oh, no, no. I'm crossing them out as you go no, along. <laughs> the ones circled are the ones that I've chosen. I've just oh. throw, thrown those in in right, case I lose stuff. Go on, Rob. I've gone 4 40. I've gone Farland next. You're back four going across from right to left. Chimbonda, Dazu, Matt Jackson, Lurton Burns. Um, midfield again, right to left. Valencia, Palacios, McCarthy, and McCulloch. Uh, I'm obviously going to have my full backs offering most of the width in this team. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robertson, Ellington up front. No, yes. no room for Maloney, Moses, or Ringsogby, which oh, was really sad yeah. about. But I've got my reasons. I'm yeah. not, I could go on all night. I don't well, yeah. <laughs> I've changed mine several times. Yeah. Dan? Oops, sorry, I'm just finishing mine off. I have no substitutions, by the way. No, no, no I don't no. want substitutions. <laughs> Alright, here's my 11. Violent Baines, Greenall, and Bradshaw. Who? Colin Greenall. Colin, Colin Greenall and Kyle Bradshaw. Right, yeah, yeah. and midfield. It's going to be Bullard, Shana, Gomez, and Boyce. And up front, Ellington and Roberts. Now, don't question me how that's going to work as a team. No, 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 it's, it's uh, futuristic. Futuristic? Yeah. Oh. Pastistic. I don't know. Mick? Oh. Well, I've just gone for 4-4-2. Uh, because, basically, I could have picked any, any four made, but the, I, I just wanted to go for players for me who had an impact at Wigan. Not necessarily for being the greatest players, but had a bit of charisma about him or made a great contribution to a particular cause. And that's why I picked Rod Carroll in goal. Because I think he, he was a big, big signing at the time from the point of view of who the hell is this guy? Where's he from? What's his background? And turning to being one of our biggest uh, exports, so to speak. But I liked him. I liked the way he... Uh, well, I just liked the way he was uh, at the club. I've got to go for Chin Blonder. For the simple reason they named a beer after him, and I like that. Um, you could get a pint of Chim Blonder at um, the Royal Oak. Well, that's where Roy Carroll was often found. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was often where it was deposited as well. Um, <clears throat> I've gone for um, Baines at left back because I think he's a guy of utter and total class. I think he should be the England first choice left back for this coming World Cup, and I wish him well in that competition because I think he's going to be a star in it. And I think he'll then be getting the phone calls from uh, Real Madrid, etc., etc. And to think that he's a, a product of the um, junior ranks here at Wigan, even though we did nick him from Everton as a kid. Um, the two in the, in the middle, for me, are probably the two earnest players uh, I think we've ever had at uh, Wigan Athletic. Um, you've got the earnest uh, uh, in the core and the class of Dizieu. And then you've got my mate, Noel Ward. Because, again, a bloke who can break a leg and carry on playing. <sighs> Says a lot. And he did that for Wigan. So, you know, cracking player, cracking bloke. Depends whose leg you break. I broke a leg and carry well, on playing. It weren't mine. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, 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 he only had one broken leg. He was just seen the rest of the team. But, yeah, Noel's a guy you see on match days, currently on match days, in, in, the, in the pub before the game, talking about the team and everything else like that. Again, I think he's just a Wigan player through and through. 
my midfield across the middle, I went for somebody who used to be exciting when you used to see him play. Andy Little. Yeah. Andy Little, yeah. cracking player, massive impact, scored loads of goals, but, you know, he was one of the first players, again, who had his own little song named after him by Latics fans. You know, really class player. Uh, on the other side, I've, I've, I agree with um, Garrett. I went for Lee McCulloch because again, he's another guy who made a big, big impression while they were down here and helped us to get promoted up to where we were. My midfield, again, I've gone for personalities. Uh, I've gone for one who does all his talking on the field and says nothing off it, Yori Gomez. Um, I think we've got, um, when, when we signed three Spaniards back in the day, and there's all that who are made about the Spanish players. Um, I think another little thing should be made about Jordi Gomez and the Spanish-speaking players we have. Is it the fourth amigo? Um, well, I mean, if we've got at the moment now, all Spanish speakers. The fourteenth amigo. Know. So, and then I went for Jimmy Buller. Again, a class player, but what a personality and what a guy. And uh, my two guys up front, similar players. Uh, it would have been lovely to have them played together. Uh, Ellington and Esky. Because I think there were two. Emil Esky got bad press really when I was at Wigan for a bit because he was a great provider. Ellington fed off anything and I think he should have stuck with us. I mean, they've gone a lot further than he has done. So that's my 11 anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, have you got uh, No, I mentioned a few names at the start. I, yeah, didn't, I didn't do it. Like I said, I didn't do my homework, so I just <laughs> shouted some names out and hoped to get a pass. Right, yeah, you've passed. Is it right, though, sir? It's all right, that, mate. Yeah, do, yeah. Do I get a stir, sir? Well, yeah. I'd like to see it a little bit more condensed next time. <laughs> Bloody edit it out then. I will condensed. Yeah. I've gone for for Phelan, which uh, I think he's been a class keeper. Yeah. Uh, across the back, Melchior, Dazu, Ramis, and Baines. Um, with Valencia, Bullard, and McCarthy in midfield, and Zogby just behind in the all. Jason Robertson. For his time, for his short time with us, for his first two or three month explosive Amiyazaki, if he could re replicate that first three months for a full season, um, he would have got his dream move to Real Madrid. But he, uh, Just a point on Zaki, weren't most of his goals penalties? I'm not the ones I don't remember the goal at Liverpool. Oh, that's a good point. They showed, how many times have they shown Wayne Rooney's uh, effort when it very similar to that, but Zaki's were better. Yeah, but the Rooney's one, Rooney's one was scored with his shin. Yeah, and Zaki's yeah, was shin. a proper volley. Yeah. Got his laces through it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what we'll do, we'll put these teams together and see if we can pick a definitive 11 for next week out in Lamal. Yeah. So, uh, can we do a wish to have a team? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll have a go at that as well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll... we'll that would be yeah. interesting, wouldn't it? Dangerous yeah. territory. Oh, you're not yeah. listening next week, players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. just a case of picking the people that are all plus? The, the problem with that is... I can, I can name you a bad 11 off the top of my head. A real bad 11. Yeah, but you... Derek Stilley. Oh, Chris Shine. I'd say Chris Shine on it. A bit Alan McLaughlin, followed by Jeff Perron. <laughs> They both come with reputations, yeah. didn't they? Alan McLaughlin, 33 caps mm. for Republic of Ireland. Bang of shite. I'd, be, I'd get a game. No, he's better than him. <laughs> he wasn't interested in payday for him, wasn't he? That's what it was. Shite. Yeah. Awful. Neil Redfern. How, how many games well. he was he? He was shite. Because yeah. if you're really shite, you don't get games. Who was that guy? He was terrible, Paul. We got terrible. from uh, 
from Denmark, box to box. Stefan Bidstrup. Tef- Stefan Bidstrup. He yeah. was terrible. Yeah. Then we brought. There's a few shots. We brought Lee Jenkinson. He might be in there. Stefan Bidstrup. Yeah. Everyone's pissed him, didn't they? When he used to step over. Then he's tripled, didn't he? Michael Love. He was another. Yeah. Yeah, he was crap. Andy Savile. Andy Savile. Definitely. 50 odd goals for Preston. Then yeah. we sell him for what, 100 grand? Pat he? Gavin. Yeah. Scored the best header I've ever seen. <laughs> and that's all he ever did for us in two years. Mark Leonard, he were first yet, but at least he had a go. Who, who, was the, who was the fellow that was binned off while Bruce was there? I, 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 I was before my time, but went on to play for Sweden. Johan, Johan, oh, yeah, Andres, yeah. Andres, 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 he's playing yeah. right new, he's playing in the Champions League, yeah, yeah. yes, no, no, he was around the line when he was here, Julius Agaho, oh, oh, yes, no, he, yeah, yeah. brilliant goal celebration, Grant Salt, he's got to be missing, definitely, if you're going pound for pound, flops, he's got to be up there, isn't he, yeah, yeah, Maro Vaselli, no, but well, the thing is, Vaselli's done it in other countries, hasn't he? It? He's mm. not done it here, when it matters. Hey, come on, Grant Holt. No, Lee Jenkins Grant did Holt, it in Scotland. Grant Holt's done it in another century down in Norwich, never mind another country. Well. Anyway. He did it in the 1400s. We're getting carried away, yeah, and uh, time's ticking over. So I don't mean he's old, I mean he went back in time for Norwich. We're going to end up having to put another 50p in the meter, and I have no 50p's left, so we're going to have to call this a day. So for next week... We'll get a definitive 11 and then we'll also have the worst, our worst teams. Well, okay. That's going to be hilarious. Uh, right. <laughs> well, we've still got the live edition to come. Okay? So, on that note, it's a good night from me.
You can't.